Hey, welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. This is episode 95, and I'm here joined as always with Travis Parks. Um, and we've got a special guest on the line, former Daytona winner, uh, David Reagan, uh, is joining us. So thanks to him for calling in and glad we can get to talk a little bit of racing with him this week. Yeah, man. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. And it's always good to talk to, uh, you know, fellow racers that, uh, enjoy some grassroots racing that, that I, I saw a, a couple of you guys at uh, a few weeks ago down in Georgia as we get ready for uh, the NASCAR season to get started as well. Yeah, Travis yeah, was uh, down there at, uh, in Georgia at the late model race a few weeks ago that we talked about, and uh, he made the connection with David. And so, yeah, we got him on the line. And Travis, how 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 did you guys meet down there? Yeah, we were down there. Uh, uh, David was racing the uh, late model down there, uh, the pro late. And it's cool to see him down there. It's cool to see him racing down there and went up and talked to him before the race. They did a good job uh, setting up an autograph session for people and all that. And I got we got to chit chat a little bit and I asked David if he want to come on. And he was nice enough to give us some time. So I uh, I mean, I guess with, with that being brought up, that'd be a good place to start. Uh, so I heard you say in the interview before that race, David, that you uh, haven't raced the late model that much or weren't planning on doing a lot of it and it was just kind of a thing on a whim so i mean how'd that come together and i mean how'd you enjoy the experience overall yeah i think it had been since like 2016 or 17 when i sold uh all of my uh late model stuff that that i was running some uh here out of charlotte um since i had ran in a late model race and and, and really the last five or six years once I had uh, multiple kids, uh, any spare time that I had that I wasn't at the racetrack w with my NASCAR job, uh, I, I was uh, spending time with them and, and they uh, you know, really didn't have the desire to be at a short track uh, somewhere around the country as much as I love uh, short track racing and in particular the, uh, the late model uh, style cars. Uh, they're, they're so much fun to work on. They're, they're a lot of fun to drive. Um, they're really... Uh, technically advanced I, I believe and so it, it is a lot of fun and and obviously um with me not racing full-time anymore uh it, it does give me a little bit more time to uh to do some stuff like this and this being the first year that i haven't raced in the daytona 500 since uh 2006 it uh it kind of opened up a little bit of time for me uh here at the end of january to start of february so uh cordial motor speedway that's a racetrack that uh, is close to my hometown. I grew up racing my Legends car there. Uh, obviously ran the, the first Speed Fest race there, I think in 2012 or 13 when they moved it from Lanier Speedway. And so it's been, um, yeah, it's always been fun to be in that race. It is a big race for the late model tour and, and the Southeast. And, and my cousin who took care and crew chiefed uh, my led, uh, uh, late model cars for a number of years, he works for Hudson Bulger racing a young kid running the legends car series. Uh, that's his late model that, that they bought him to get some seat time in this year. So just a chance to shake it down, have some fun. And, and even though we, we didn't uh, finish well, we got caught up in a, a little bumper tag uh, on a restart and kind of knocked my nose up. Um, yeah, I had fun. Uh, it was fun to get back in and, and make some laps. The car's uh, drive a little different. Uh, it was a little different tire than than what we ran uh, years ago. So yeah, it was fun, and hopefully have a chance to do it uh, a couple more times this year. 
No doubt. That's awesome. Go ahead, Travis. I was just going to say, so do you still have the, uh, the, the same mindset that, that this is, that that was going to be a one-time thing or are you planning to jump back in? Uh, has that, has that changed at all since you spoke about it a couple weeks ago? You know, I would love to run a, a couple of races this year, um, but they would have to be at, at the right time and, and in a fun track. Um, you know, my schedule, even though I'm not racing full time, uh, still do the, the testing for Ford with the, the next gen car with their uh, wheel force uh, test team and then uh, do some work with Fox on the NASCAR uh, schedule and, and studio shows. So a combination of those two, I feel like a, a lot during the racing season, um, you know, my, my schedule is pretty busy. And then the, the reason that I stopped racing full time and, and traveling every week was to spend time with my, my family and, you know, do some normal things that uh, I haven't had a chance to do much over the last 15 years. So uh, maybe when my girls grow up and they go to college and I'm sitting around and, and I don't have much to do, I, I would love to go run some short track races, but like, um, like anything, if you don't do it some on a regular basis, and if you don't have some really good people helping you, uh, it's extremely hard to do it because even at the grassroots level, there's some really good mechanics. There's great drivers. Uh, there's really good race cars and, uh, and it's tough to just show up and, uh, and expect to run well. And, and I do want to uh, run well and be competitive when I, I do that. So, so we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. If, if the opportunity comes up at some point later down the year, uh, I think that you, you could see me in, in another race or two uh, somewhere this year. Yeah, that's awesome. We're all about the grassroots racing over here. So we we definitely like, like to see you back out there. Um, you answered one of the questions I had as uh, is kind of what's your plans for 2023. Uh, I was going to ask if you were still doing that, the testing with the Ford car, the uh, wheel force car. I knew you were doing some of that last year uh, when you weren't racing that. Um, and, and just kind of to talk about the relationship you've had with Ford. I mean, you've basically been with them your entire NASCAR career, other than a couple of uh, a couple of one-off stints with Gibbs and and Michael Waltrip, from what I can tell. So, just what's your relationship like with Ford? Um, you've you've been in that developmental program uh, since two thousand six. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it, I really intended it to be like that, but that's just kind of how it happened. Um, Robert Yates uh, racing and, and Robert helped me some in the ARCA series back in 05 and 06. So, you know, we ran Fords then, um, went to work for Jack Roush in uh, 2006, and, and then in 07 went to the Cup Series. So, I had always uh, been in a, in a Ford front row motorsports was a Ford. Uh, yeah, did, you know, fill in for Kyle, um, at Joe Gibbs racing when, when he broke his leg and Michael Waltrip racing and drove some races for BK racing when they bought the assets of MWR. So yeah, there was a, a two year gap where I ran some Toyota race cars, but, uh, finished my career with Ford and yeah, Ford has, um, has always been a, a big supporter of me and my family. And we owned a Ford dealership in Perry, Georgia for several years. And, uh, I love that Ford, even though they're a, a global company that, that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees, it still feels very much like a family run and own business. So, you know, Bill Ford and, and, and Etzel Ford and, and his kids are, are all still, really involved on a day-to-day -day basis and, and they've got a pretty big passion for motorsports. They're a conservative, uh, kind of a blue collar company. Uh, I like that. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of worked out as, as I was thinking about retiring, 
uh, NASCAR was shifting to this next gen car and, and each manufacturer was going to have a pretty extensive test team to do some of the testing for NASCAR and, and the next gen development, but also for Goodyear to develop, uh, you know, these tires as, um, you know, as the car was changing. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the simulation that all the manufacturers have is, is very incredible. Uh, and Ford has uh, three state of the art uh, simulators here in, in Concord that all the the teams use uh, on a, a daily basis. And so I'm over at that uh, performance center uh, a couple of days a week uh, doing some, some testing on the simulator for, for them. And it's uh, yeah, it, it's a good transition for me to stay in the loop uh, to still have that competitive uh, part uh, of my body to, uh, to, to kind of have some fun with, but, uh, but also have uh, again, a little more control over my schedule where, where I can be home a little bit more as well. Definitely. Yeah, that 2015 season was pretty wild uh, because I was going back and doing some notes. You drove for three different race teams in the span of 65 days. So I can only <laughs> imagine the uh, the whirlwind of emotions you had through that, that year. Yeah, that, that was a, a wild year. Uh, you know, started started off, uh, yeah, with, with front row at the Daytona 500. Kyle breaks his leg, uh, fill in for maybe five weeks or so for, for him and, and then Brian Vickers was sick and, and I went over to MWR and, and really thought that that was going to be a, just a great relationship and, and, and a great team. And it was, but, but it wasn't very uh, long lasting because, you know, ultimately uh, MWR ended up shutting down uh, at the end of that season. But man, there were some really smart people uh, at Michael Walter Brayson, uh, Michael poured a lot of, uh, of effort and energy into that team. And, and I really wish that that would have, uh, been something to play out for a few years because uh, I feel like we could have been successful. We, we had some really fast cars that year and, and then everything started to kind of crumble down uh, the second half of the season. But uh, yeah, that, that was a, you know, in the moment, a lot of stressful, um, you know, days and nights kind of working through, uh, you know, agreements and, and, and buying out of this contract and can I go do this and do that. But uh, it definitely helped me mature some. It, it taught me a lot of good lessons and met some really good friends, uh, you know, over the, the course of that season, uh, working with some different people. No doubt. Are you are you back down uh, living in Georgia now out of curiosity? Like, is, have you gone back or do you go back and forth between the, the Charlotte area? I was just curious because you mentioned Perry. Like, I go to Perry all the time. I live in Warner Robins, so I'm right around that area. I was just curious what uh, – what you're up to these days, I guess, and uh, where uh, where home base is. Yeah, I live in uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, you know, I'm five hours from home. My, my parents live in Perry. Uh, we've got a small uh, farm just south of Perry that uh, I do enjoy going home. And, and that's, uh, you know, where some aunts and uncles and some cousins are still at. Uh, that's where both of my grandparents, uh, you know, lived. And uh, they're both deceased now. But got a lot of good memories of, of middle Georgia and, and yeah, still, still call that home, but you know, Charlotte's a, a great area. And and if you're going to be involved in the NASCAR community, Charlotte's almost a place you've got to be. So well, we love it here. Uh, my kids are in school and, you know, kind of getting established in a community and we have some friends that, you know, are, are great, great friends outside of the racing world. So n nothing wrong with, with Charlotte. It, it, it's a great area too. All right. Um, well, I know you you only have a certain amount of time here, but we have a list of 10 questions that we try to ask uh, each driver, each race car driver that we have on here. So uh, 
Travis, if you want to kick that off with question one. Uh, yeah, let me get the list pulled up real quick. Got All right, it I got right it pulled here. up. All right, go ahead. Do the first one. Yeah, number one here. Uh, if you had to win one race on one racetrack to save humans from an invasive species, what racetrack are you picking? Oh, man, I, I'd probably pick Atlanta Motor Speedway. That, that's a track that uh, my hometown track, I, I would love love to win in Atlanta. I think that would be awesome. All right. Well, that that might actually have to happen with what's been going on over the weekend and the, the aliens and the UFOs and everything. <laughs> they filmed uh, the, the Walking Dead just around the corner, so that, that may all tie in well. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. All right. Um Number two, if, if you had to survive on nothing but one popular racetrack snack for a month, what are you choosing? Oh, man, that's a, a good question. Um, you know, probably boiled peanuts. I, I grew up in the South, and, you know, as a, th th that's an awesome, you know, snack over the – certainly the summer and the fall months. But, uh, you know, boiled peanuts, a lot of people would say some of the old school racers, those they're bad luck. But uh, yeah, if I just had had one, uh, I would pick uh, you know a boiled peanuts and a soft drink for uh, you know for, for a snack at the racetrack. I was about to say I didn't know if you were going with the. I mean, I I, I guess I figured being from Georgia, you were going with the Coke bottle coming along with them. So. For sure, <laughs> <laughs> those, those are tied together. All right, number three. If you could have a twenty lap race with one race car driver, dead or alive, who would you race against? You know, I'd love to race with my dad. Uh, you know, I, as a kid, I, I watched him run a lot of short tracks around the South, but never really watched him race any NASCAR or, or big car races. He, he was able to run some, um, you know, as a, from a family-owned team uh, based out of Unadella, Georgia, in, in the 1980s. And, and um, yeah, it would always be fun to see how you stack against, you know, a family member. So it definitely would, would pick my dad. Okay. All right, number four. What crew chief from any era, dead or alive, are you hiring to work on your race car? So we'll say for that 20-lap race, who's up on the box for you? Yeah, uh, I mean, I've got to work with some great ones uh, over over the years. And uh, I know uh, Dale Inman uh, real well, you know, Richard Petty's crew chief uh, for seven of, of his championships. And then Dale also had a, a championship for Terry Labonte. So he's got eight championships, and uh, I, I would love to see him in his prime when he was younger. Uh, so, so I'd have to pick Dale Inman. All right. Um, let's see here. Okay, so you've raced at a bunch of different uh, racetracks, but what is one realistic dream racetrack that you would like to race at that you haven't I, got a chance yeah, to? Yeah, you know um, – Man, I have run at some some awesome short tracks uh, around the country. I love short tracks. I know if you're talking to a road racer, you know that they would have some legendary, uh, you know, road racing tracks. But you know, I would have to to pick. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't I, probably um, you know maybe a, a track uh, you know in, in the Midwest that was just. Um, uh, a cool little track that I've never been to up in Wisconsin, uh, Slinger, the Slinger Nationals. I, I, I've always, you know, you hear a lot about that track. Uh, my old teammate, Matt Kenseth, has yep. got a, a lot of victories up there. And, um, you know, just all, all the legendary guys from the ASA days and, and the Artco series uh, racing there, I think would be cool. So have to go up to a little, uh, little track in, uh, in Slinger. 
All right, good choice. If you could have any sponsor be on your race car and get an unlimited supply of that company's products or service in return, what company are you choosing? Mm, you know, as a racer, uh, your, your biggest bill is always your tire bill. So <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe Hoosier or, uh, or Goodyear. I, I'm trying to be practical uh, because that would would certainly help a lot. Um, that, that That's a pretty big expense when you're going racing or testing. You know, fuel is probably number two and you know, parts and pieces all uh, add up to a lot, but, but I would have to go with a tire manufacturer and, uh, get in on, on the good side of tires because that, uh, that's what makes the difference between, you know, you and, and the racetrack is, is uh, the four tires. So good year Hoosier. All right. Um, number seven, what would your dream broadcast crew of three uh, people be for a NASCAR race? Yeah, that's a, another great question, man. We've had some great ones over the years. Uh, it, it would have to be uh, Ken Squire. I, I think he's a, a great storyteller. He he just knew how to articulate his words so well. Um, Barney Hall, I think Barney Hall, the voice of, of MRN for so many years, again, just you know knew how to have the right cadence. He knew what to say. Uh, so smooth uh, describing races and, and, and race car drivers. Um, and, and then I think you got to pick a, an actual driver to be in the booth. And, and I don't know if that's, um, you know, uh, Daryl Waltrip. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Daryl over the years or, you know, a, 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 like a Ned Jarrett um, or probably um, uh, Benny Parsons. I, I think, you know, Benny was a, uh, was a great guy in the booth. I got to, to know him a little bit my first couple of years before he passed away. So probably would have to go with, with Benny Parsons as my yeah. That that's been a very popular answer for that uh that question. He he was definitely a great one. Yeah, yeah, he he was a good man behind the wheel, but but he was a pretty colorful character on, on TV as well. All right, great answers. We got three more of these. Um, so number eight, what competitor that you raced against would you want backing you up in a bar fight? Like you're fighting, you need somebody on your side. Who who you bringing with you? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to pick one of the big boys like, uh, you know, Tony Stewart or or uh, Ryan Newman. Um, yeah, I think uh, Michael McDowell, he, he, he's a pretty big, solid guy uh, that uh, if push came to shove, you know, they, they could back you up pretty good. So, so I'd go for the size for sure. All right. Number nine, if you could build your own personal racetrack, uh, what would the layout be? What was the size and what would the uh... – the banking be like yeah I, I think the the perfect uh little short track is is linear speedway you know it's not too big it, it's got just enough banking you can run too wide you know maybe just a little longer straightaways but not uh not really big uh I, I feel like the smaller the track the better the racing um you know so like a small four tenths or a big three eighths mile track I think that's the perfect size track for, for late model style cars. Obviously the, you know, NASCAR full size stock cars, you know, maybe that half mile track like a Bristol is about the, the perfect size. But if we're talking short track, late model racing, I, I would pick a Lanier Speedway, stretch, stretch the straightaways out just a little bit. And, and that, you know, 15 to 20 degrees of banking would be perfect. All right. All right. Love it. And uh, so some great answers here. Uh, and now we got number 10, which this is like the wide ranging question. 
which you could get all kinds of different answers for. So take it whatever direction you want to, but who is the goat of all of auto racing? Like somebody asks you who the goat is, who's your answer? Yeah, that, you know, I don't think that there's, there's one right answer. And, and, you know, for me, I, I can only talk about the, the drivers that I have raced around um, and, and that I've watched. And, and I know there's, uh, incredible race car drivers, you know, Michael Schumacher and, and, uh, and open wheel and, and, and the Andretti's and, and, you know, those are certainly names that, uh, should be respected. I think Juan Pablo Montoya's name needs to be there, you know, for, for his diverse resume winning in, uh, open wheel and IndyCar, Indy 500, winning in some stock car races, um, you know, and, and, and the uh, IMSA series, I, I think he's got to be one of the, you know, in, in the most diverse uh, crowd. But in my generation and the drivers that, that I've raced against, uh, it, it was definitely Jimmy Johnson. Uh, you know, Jimmy could just, um, he, he could just, just make, make things look so easy. Uh, he, he was, uh, so smart. Um, he was fast. Uh, he, he could obviously run fast, but just such a, a smart driver. He he knew where to put his car, how aggressive to be, when when to conserve, when to go, and uh, and I think he won uh, a lot of races in one of the toughest eras uh, of NASCAR racing. Um, you know, certainly Dale Earnhardt was was a tough competitor uh, in the '80s and '90s. Petty in the '60s and '70s, but um, you know, Jimmy was, was racing against some really good drivers and really good teams. And he did it at such a high level for so long. So, you know, just me personally and and the drivers that I've raced around, uh, he, he stands a little bit, uh, above the rest. No doubt. Can't argue that one bit. Yeah, for well, sure. And, and there's, there's awesome short track racers. I mean, you think about, you know, the, the short track racers around the, the country that, you know, Jonathan Davenport, how incredibly talented he is in, in a dirt car. And, you know, even guys, uh, I think, you know, Casey Roderick and, and Bubba Pollard on, on the short track late model scene. I mean, they're really, really good. Um, uh, they're, you know, Chase Elliott in the next 15 or 20 years, I think we'll be talking about him having multiple cup series uh, championships. And, and yeah, so, so there's a ton of great drivers in their respective errors, but, but Jimmy could, I, I think he can kind of do uh, do a little bit more than all those guys at, at the very top. For sure. Love some great answers there. And uh, but uh, before we get out of here, we'll get ready to wrap this up. Did want to mention before we get out of here, your former Daytona winner had a lot of success in Daytona 500 and on super speedways in general. You have to go down as I'd say one of the the, the best super speedway racers of the the modern era of nascar in, in general so uh to with that being said to get a pick from you daytona 500 coming up this weekend and who you got like what you expecting you like you can give us a list if you want to give sleepers or just your pick to win but like really who you got there what do you see happening yeah i mean i, I feel like that uh, that this next gen car has really just uh, even the the playing field so much. Uh, last year to have 19 uh, different winners was uh, incredible. I think that's great for the sport. And, you know, it's great to 
to have some parity uh, among everyone in, in victory lane throughout the year. And, and the, the best of the best still found a way to make it to the, the final four and the final eight throughout the season. And, and ultimately Joey winning the championship, him and I think Chase Elliott are, are the only two drivers that had more than three wins. So, you know, still um, the, the best were able to find their way to the, to the top, but uh, it's so fun to, to watch, you know, some small teams and different drivers get uh, get a win throughout the year. But for Daytona, I, I think um, two guys that, that I would watch would be two drivers that don't have a victory in the Daytona 500, but they've led a lot of laps and they've been so close. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch. I, I think that Kyle's hungry. I think that, you know, the RCR stuff runs really well uh, at the Speedway. Um, he's uh he doesn't have, you know, a, a, a lot of years left. Um, he's certainly still got some wins in front of him, but but I think he's going to work real hard, try to take care of his car and, and be there at the end. But then, you know, Ryan Blaney, he's um, he seems to always be in contention the last three or four years. He does have some plate victories um, at Daytona and Talladega, but just not in the um, in the Daytona 500. So I'd say those would probably be my two guys to, to keep an eye on, but – Gosh, you just never can count out, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Joey Logano. Um, Brad Kozlowski was really fast last year. Uh, he, he could could be a threat in, in the Fords. Um, you know, Denny's really, really strong. But keep an eye on, on Ryan and, and Kyle. I, I feel like they'll they'll be a, a factor um, before it all uh, before it all unfolds. All right. Well, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you taking some time chatting with us, especially leading up to the Daytona 500. And uh, ho- hopefully we can get you back on here sometime soon. Yeah, appreciate what you guys do. Uh, it takes, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, guys and, and girls and, and programs like this to uh, to keep everybody informed and to have some fun talking about motorsports. So appreciate y'all's passion. And uh, thanks for having me on. And, and we'll see you at the racetrack down the road. See you. Thank you, David. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good night. You do the same, man. All right. Well, we certainly thank David for joining us there. That was awesome to get to talk to him. Uh, Daytona week, a former Daytona winner. Talked to a cup driver for us, a former cup driver. It's pretty damn cool. Great conversation. He had some great answers there, so can't thank him enough. But uh, with that being said, as you text me, turn my TV down. Uh, we can roll into our NASCAR uh I guess season preview and then get some Daytona picks in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely excited to get the season kicking off here. But, uh, yeah, um, definitely want to thank David for joining us. He was uh, had some great answers there. Hope everybody enjoys that episode. It was really cool to talk to uh, our first Cup Series driver on here. I think that's definitely a milestone reached for us. So, yeah, hopefully we get some good numbers on this episode. Um and, yeah, we're going to talk some NASCAR preview. This is the week leading up to Daytona. So, let's get into it, bud. Let's kick off, uh, what, 37 weeks? Maybe one off week in there? Yeah. Yeah, what? We got off week. Yeah. One off week. Yeah, 37, 37, 38, something so like that. If you're listening, buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride. Come hang out with us once a week. Yeah, hopefully we uh, – Get some new listeners there having David Reagan on. If you are, you know, we try to have a little bit of fun. So, uh, but yeah, we can we can start with the predictions. And uh, man, I I had a really hard time picking the 
Cup Series playoff well, drivers. So let's, let's let's build up to the Cup Series. Let's okay. Let's, let's tease it. Trucks Xfinity to the Cup Series. Uh, that, let's build it up like we're doing Speed Weeks here. All right. So we'll give our playoffs. Yeah. Give Give then... me your Give me your top ten in the trucks to make the playoffs. All right. Is yours in order? Or, no, there's no, no order. Okay. Just uh, kind of however I okay. down. All right. I got Grand Am Finger, Zane Smith, Carson Hosevar, Stuart Friesen, Matt Crafton, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, Corey Heim, Roger Carruth, and Matt DiBenedetto. All right. So I, I hear two names that I do not have in mind. Uh, Grant Enfinger and Matt Benedetto. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly who uh, who are replaced on this list, but here I'll give you mine. Um, I got Raja Karuth, Daniel Dye, Haley Deegan, which might be a surprise to some people, but I think she's going to have a big year. Haley Deegan, Zane Smith, Corey Heim, Stuart Friesen, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, and Chase Purdy. So I guess Chase right. Purdy and Haley Deegan are who you have in place of uh, Grant Enfinger and Matt DiBenedetto. So I think you, those are that's really no. There were three. Up. There were three names you had that 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 I didn't have. They were Deegan, Die, and you Purdy. Have, okay. Yeah, and I don't know you if... didn't have DiBenedetto, Enfinger, and did you say Friesen? Yeah, I got Friesen. Rhodes. Ben Rhodes, yep. Hosevar. Oh, I have Corey Heim. That's I actually meant Corey uh, Carson Hosevar. So yeah, scratch out Corey Heim and replace Hosevar. I just wrote down an initial. So Carson Hosevar is who I meant. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. The CH initials got me. <laughs> yeah, that forty-two truck will uh, I think be good. So yeah. The only two different ones we had were Grant Infinger and Matt Benedetto for Haley Deegan and. Chase Purdy. Well, you you still have Die Deegan and Purdy. Yeah. Either way, so those you are don't three. Have I die. don't. I don't have Die. No. Okay. Who else? Um, Matt Crafton. Yep, I got him. Majeski, you said. Got him. Heim. Yep. Huh. No, Zane not Smith. Heim. No, not Heim. Okay, no Heim. Okay, no Heim. that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to uh, make note of that. I mean, do you want to do a championship four, or you just want to pick a champion? Or uh, we'll go ahead and just do a champion. Uh, give me Roger Roger Carruth to win the championship. Wow, rookie season that that would be something. Yeah, I think he's yeah. in uh, good equipment. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how they run. We'll see. That, it's that's bold. Swinging, it's that's bold. swinging for the fences there for sure. It um, is. And. And mine, I went ahead and uh, I'll, I'll go with Grant Enfinger as my champion, veteran of the series. Uh, didn't have as great a year as thought he was going to have last year, but I'll go with a bounce back and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pencil in Grant as my champion this year. All right. Yeah, heck, this, that's what this show's about, right? Bold predictions? Yeah. That's yeah, good. that's that, certainly bold. But um, I, I bet yeah, you can I think get some good odds part- on that. I think for the most part, our playoff grades look pretty similar there. Um, you can replace a couple couple of drivers with a, another two, but I think they're pretty even across the board once you get to that tier. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting. To, I think the truck series field is definitely pretty stacked. Um, 
it'll be I think fun season to watch that group uh race every week. Yeah, I for sure it'll be wild as always. Um uh yeah, I was I was saying I bet you could get some good odds on on Raja to win the championship. Yeah. For sure. I'm, uh, oh, and we got Craftsman back on the back on the bill this year. Craftsman back on and they're coming to North Wilkesboro for a Saturday show. Uh, that should be pretty sweet. Um, also the Milwaukee Mile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also Milwaukee Mile IRP as well as from last year. Um so yeah, de- definitely exciting stuff. Truck series, I think, is is taking steps in the right direction to get back to those short tracks and and that's what it grew up to uh, that's what it started out being. So uh I mean I like that they're going back that direction. No doubt. Well um, um... Yeah, I would say let's get to Xfinity. Uh, I can read you off my 12 playoff guys I got, unless you had anything else for the truck series. To make it less confusing for Xfinity, because I feel like a lot of these we're going to agree on, let's just, like, go by team and just be like, check, check, check. It's like – Okay, well, then uh, you you read them off, and I'll I'll tell you, like, we'll uh, we'll agree or disagree. You read them off, and, and I'll tell you if I have them or not. This is the easiest one. One, two, three, four, junior motorsports. All four of them in. Agreed. One, two, three, four. Yep. All right. Um, Richard Childress Racing. Austin, Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed. Uh, I have Austin Hill. Do not have Sheldon Creed. Okay. All right. There's our first disagreement. Uh, College Racing. Daniel Hemrick, Chandler Smith. I have Daniel Hemrick. All right. Okay. So we're we're gonna have some some different picks here. I like it. Um, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, Sammy Smith, John Hunter Neiman, check. Check. Got him. All right. And uh, I so you can go ahead after those and read the additional drivers you have. Uh, who? So who? I'm trying to think the uh other two that we uh the two that we've disagreed on or do you? So I had Chandler Smith. And Sheldon Creed. All right. And you did not. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll go off the list here, the, uh, what I have. I have Parker Kligerman in the 48. I have Parker. You do have Parker? I do. All right, so that's a check for both of us in the 48 car. Um, big machine motorsports. I have Cole Custer. I have Cole as well. All right. This one might, might – stir you up a little bit i have riley herbst so go ahead and check shr off the board no i don't i don't hate that pick at all i actually just scratched riley off of mine to put parker in but like okay. i don't hate that pick at all like he ran a lot better towards the end of last year so he should probably get in in theory and then i think uh the only other one that we uh that i have that you don't would be jeb burton all right. I mean, I like Jeb, so that'd be awesome. I guess yeah. you're kind of banking on him winning a, winning a plate race somewhere. Maybe. Or... I mean, who knows what could happen, you know, maybe a fuel mileage race or something. They, they might sneak one in. Um, I know he's been grinding hard, running that late model, um, and I think our motorsports is maybe we'll take a step up this year. So, it, it just yeah, well, we'll see. Jordan, An- Jordan Anderson. Oh, is he running year. for it? Okay. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Does well, that change your pick? Or No, no. We'll stick with it. We'll ride it. Jeb Burton. Gotcha. Yeah, our motorsports full-time. Pencil them in to win this weekend. Our motorsports kind of – I guess they bit off more. They 
they can chew because they only have, I believe, David Stars, their only full time driver yeah, so this he, year. He just came over recently, so uh, I, they definitely took on a lot. Um, running what th- three cars or so, like last year, or the year before, so yeah, three full time last year. But uh, yes, yeah, so Sheldon Creed, Chandler Smith, I think those are great picks. Uh, the Xfinity series is pretty stacked this year. Um, so I mean, it wasn't wasn't hard to find guys that I thought would be either winners or right there on the fringe of knocking the on the points. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's some guys. I mean, like last year we saw. Like I, uh, I would say I could even see Jeb Burton pointing his way in. You know, what I mean, if he didn't win a race, I could see him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it wouldn't be far fetched. You know what I mean? That fringe line in Xfinity is uh is right there. I think so. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. I believe they have some some solid RCR backing there with Jordan Anderson because remember we we've seen Myatt Snyder run pretty well in that car. Yep. So, so yeah, we'll just have to see. Like we saw Jeremy Clements get up and take a playoff spot last year. So, as I don't think you're going to see twelve different winners. Um, and that's why I said that that fringe line of playoff uh, the point guys are it'll be interesting. It's always pretty interesting when we get down to like I guess the cutoff is Bristol, but. Yeah, that, that last little stretch of the season um, definitely gets interesting for the Xfinity guys. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, do you have? Do you want to do four <laughs> for Xfinity, or you just want to give a champion for that too? Or? Uh, give me Justin Allgaier, champion. All right. Uh, I'm going two-time back-to-back, or I guess not back-to-back, two and three Ty years back. <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, backflip and Daniel Hemrick. Bounce back year. I'll say he wins a couple races this year and wins a championship. College racing. All right. If I had to do a runner-up, uh, give me Josh Berry. Just a, I like that. A little smidge. Throw, yeah. some, throw some action on that early if you if you uh, oh. if the odds are there. Another guy I would put in the like if like if I could pick one other guy would be, would be Cole Custer. Oh yeah, for sure. That guy's gonna be hungry. Yeah, I think yeah he's gonna have a big year. Like if if you ask me now, who's gonna win the most races this year? I'll go with Cole Custer. I'll yep. even say that. Yep, uh, that would not that would not surprise me one bit. I know so, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I think Junior Motorsports will have a tremendous year again. And I think it'll come out of that camp, but Cole Custer's definitely gonna have a big year. Hell yeah! Well, All you right, got, yeah, um, I think uh, I think that wraps up Xfinity. We can roll into the Cup Series. Get the uh, heavy hitters here. Yeah, this is where the 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 fun is. So I guess uh, if you want to do your list, we can do it this way. Just to because like we kind of got off track there with trucks. So you go no, down I like your how list. We did, I like how we did Xfinity. Let's let's do that. Mark them off as we go here. Okay, so just like by team. Yeah, and then we'll just debate on uh, on the guys that we have different. I mean, how, okay. yeah, how, you give me yours by team or however, and I'll just check them off. I'll, I'll just go down my list, and you'd be like, agree, disagree. Yep. All right. Chase Elliott. Got him. Kyle Larson. Got him. William Byron. Oof. Wow. That's one I don't, don't have. him. I do not have him. Just that's how stacked the field is this year. Wow. I don't – yeah. I mean, I'll say now. I don't have so, Alex Bowman. Honestly, Norman I thought – I was like – well, and I, I'll, I'll I'll come back to Byron. We'll circle back to that. Okay, go ahead. I don't have Alex Bowman in mind. Like obviously, I was just so like I have Alex Bowman out for mine. 
Okay. Well, then, so we'll, I'm writing these down so we can debate them. Uh, go right. ahead. Joey Logano. Obviously, yep. Got him. Ryan, Ryan Blaney. Got him. Denny Hamlin. Got him. Martin Truex Jr. Got him. Christopher Bell. Got him. Kyle Busch. Got him. Tyler Reddick. Got him. Kevin Harvick. Got him. Chase Briscoe. Okay, so come back to that. That's a let's circle back to the Briscoe, Bowman, Byron. All right, so those are the three names on the chopping block right now. Ross Chastain. Got him. All right, and then these are like my last three, which these are three that I wouldn't be surprised at all if you disagreed with. I have Ryan Priest. Okay, throw him in that that the chopping block the, the discussion pool. I have Eric Jones. Okay, you can throw him in the discussion pool. And last in, of my 16, I have A.J. Dinger. Okay, I got him. Right, he's going to win one of those road course races, I think. You got to gotta think that. that. You got to think that. Okay, so right now in our in our discussion pool, we got Briscoe, Priest, Jones, Bowman, Byron, and I'm going to throw in there Suarez and Wallace. So those are two you have in. Those are two I have in, and so I, uh, we when I left off Byron here, I, I could pencil Byron in. I have Priest, Briscoe, and those were to kind of like question mark. I don't really have, can't can't really feel it out. But you, you got to think one of those two will uh, rattle off a win somewhere. But um, man, yeah, I I think this is again we see a year of more. I, I guess we didn't see it last year we had just enough winners to get in or, or one short um i'll ask you that I'll, I'll pose that question to you how many guys will point their way in how many point their way in yeah fuck i'll say two i, I say I, two I, points I, I, how about this you say two I, i'll say less than that okay so that gives me one or zero gotcha and, like, for what it's worth, like, one of my bold predictions was, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he won a race, if he won a race but, like, I think Eric Jones is going to make it on points. It would not surprise me. I mean, I think he could either pick up a win somewhere. We saw that team be strong all last year. Um, picked up a win in the Southern 500. That's not a fluke thing you do. Think about it. When uh, the last time we saw an underdog team win the Southern 500, remember what team it was? Furniture Row. What did they do afterwards? They went, they were lightning. They were so fast everywhere. You know what I mean? It maybe it took yeah. a couple of years, but they, they 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 had fast race cars. Um, I mean, that was two years after that, or a year after that, is when Kurt got in the car and drove really, it into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I think like I said you don't just fluke your way into a win at the Southern Five Hundred. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of attrition, but I think you're gonna have a lot of attrition this year. It's gonna be uh, still a learning year for these guys and. There's some uh, short track package changes coming. It's be interesting to see how that works. And and it, it was interesting if you listen to Denny Hamlin's podcast, he talks about how all the air like the 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 bodies were built by the the manufacturers and and before they started cutting holes in the the roof to get air into the drivers to cool the cars down, and so that put everybody basically outside of the box that they wanted to be in. Um, 
and, and Toyota was way off. He said so. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how how much uh, how much that affects it. But we'll uh, we'll get into our discussion here. Some drivers. Uh, yeah, our list of guys like who, who whoever you want to put I on think the one chopping that block. You, uh, you said you don't have, and I think you should reconsider. On, I'll make my argument for it, is uh, Alex Bowman. He's got uh, Blake Harris coming over to that team. Uh, crew chief for Michael McDowell the past, uh, definitely last year, maybe the last two seasons, but definitely last year. And Michael McDowell had a career year last year. Um, Blake was also engineer on the 19 team with Truex and, and the Furniture Row boys as well before they folded. So a lot of experience coming over there to the pit box. Um, I think that's going to definitely elevate Bowman's game big time. Um, and I think that team's going to be super strong. I ended up drafting them in my season-long draft uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm very totally... high, very high on the 48 this year. I, I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the the difference that Blake Harris makes, and I mean, maybe that's what 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 that team needed because they were just so far off last year. Well, they, they were they even... were good. I mean, they what won two races last year. They won one, and it was the one they uh, famously backed into. Okay. Well, so they got to win, but uh, yeah, they had that stretch leading into the playoffs where they were absolutely abysmal and couldn't get out of their own way. Um, Which so... were, the same thing happened with the twenty four though. So like those two were kind of yeah, it, it, it was kind of the same deal. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I think you'll definitely see those. The I think you'll see the more well the more funded teams will perform better this year. And I think you'll see a little bit more of a gap between them and the smaller teams, but I still think we're going to have a lot of parity. I just generally believe in like when it comes down to like, I mean, easily all all four guys could win a race, get in obviously, but like I believe in, in William Byron as a driver more than Alex Bowman. It almost feels like that's kind of like the debate we end up with here is like Byron or Bowman. Oh, I mean, I'm high on both of them. Honestly, when you when you said Byron, I had to look at my list and I was like, "Shit, I don't have him on my list." How do how do you leave off Byron? You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I mean, no. I think I think again, great candidate. Him and Rudy Rudy Fugel together are are great, are super fast, um, and, and I, I would not be surprised one bit if they were in the playoffs. The next driver that like everybody's looking at to take. That so like, next yeah, step that, forward. You're exactly right. Him and Ryan Blaney, I think, are the two. Yep. And, people... and throw Christopher Bell in that mix. I think yeah, Chris, yeah. Christopher Bell is due for a big year. We saw flashes of it at the end of last season, picking up a win at the Roval in Martinsville. People people forget about that Martinsville win because of uh, what uh, old Watermelon Boy did. So, yeah, that was a huge win to to lock that team into the uh, to the Final Four. So who else did we like? So Briscoe was one. Well, and I said I had him right on my fringe. So yeah, I mean, if you want to say I didn't have him, sure we can talk about him. I mean, I think he picked up the win with think... Phoenix last year. Um, I could just see him taking a step back and and not getting a win. Um, almost made right it to there. the. Almost he did. made he, it he, to the championship. He did. No doubt. I mean, he had. He a, was leading that that yeah. leading that race there late, like. And Martinsville, yep. So, so I I think he's he might be like a huge like a 
big like breakout candidate this year and I could see him winning like multiple races. And the other thing why I I felt comfortable putting him and pre Harvick for that matter is is we talked about like the preseason, the speed and and I've heard a few different people say that the the Fords are expected to be really fast this year. Yep. And we certainly saw flashes of Priest uh being fast out there in LA, so we'll uh we'll definitely have to see. And and we just mentioned so it's what uh Byron, Briscoe, Bell, um, are the guys that uh we're looking to have a breakout year. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of good storylines coming in this season for sure. Um, and hell, we already got drivers mad at each other, and we haven't even run, haven't even run the day. The we haven't even qualified for Daytona 500 yet. <laughs> so what about what about Priest? Yeah, that was another one that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had Priest and Briscoe like a slash between the two. Basically, I think a toss up between those two. I think uh, certainly two cars at Stuart Haas will make it to the playoffs. Um, Flip a coin and, and put either one of those two in. It's who I had, Briscoe or Priest. So I'm I'm high on both of those guys. Um, I think Priest is is super super hungry coming into this season. It's his last opportunity, certainly, and and it's with a great great ride. I mean, he was handpicked by the boss man to come over and drive this this car. So, uh, yeah, he's gonna be hungry, man. Yeah, I. I... I think Ryan Priest is is going to be awesome this year. Like I think he wins at least one race in the regular season. I think particularly he goes to a short track like Martinsville or or uh, Loudon's a place he knows well, even if it's not technically a short track or or um, Richmond. Like he goes somewhere like that and wins a race would be my prediction for for Ryan Priest. Yep, would not surprise me one bit. Um, so we touched on Eric Jones, so who else? Uh, okay, so I think that's everybody I had that you didn't have. What about guys that I don't have besides Bowman? Uh, who we already talked about. Suarez and Wallace. Suarez and Wallace. And All right, again, well. I mean, it's, it's literally like a pool of guys that they're, we could literally go, I feel like, and say the same thing about, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Wallace, Wallace is looking for a breakout year. We saw flashes of it last year. He looked dominant at Kansas, but then he also saw a boneheaded move at Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he looks to take a step forward and, and maybe win a couple of races this year. Um, I think he's a very talented super speedway racer. You talked about him last week, I think, uh, talking about getting some good odds on him before uh, any qualifying or – or duels take place um, if you wanted a long shot. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I think he could definitely win somewhere. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then Suarez, I think, again, he, we saw him finally get his first career win last season, and uh, I think he's ready to have, again, a breakout year. He's been at Trackhouse now for – this will be his third third season with Trackhouse, and uh, that, that team is built around him. Um, so, you know, Justin Marks is going to give him all the tools available to, to go out and win races. And, and I think he's going to be, have a fire on his butt this year after knowing he can do it, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and, and I, like, I agree with all that. So, I mean, there's not really like a debate to have it's, it, 
Because, like, I totally agree. Like, those guys will be fast and be right there on the cusp. So, I was just going to run through some names that maybe made it last year or were probably in consideration for both of us. Uh, one in particular uh, I want to hit on. But, um, I mean, what about some guys neither of us had in? Austin Sindrick. Uh, yeah, I mean – he really didn't impress me much last year. I mean, we've talked, we've heard no. all the all these things about how he's good on road courses, and and I kind of was like, oh, maybe he's a sleeper on a road course this week, and and threw some change on him, and he just never really delivered for me. I mean, he got that fluke win in Daytona. It feels like, I mean, he he put his teammate in the wall for it, but I mean, all credit to him, he did what he had to do. Um, but. Yeah, it just, he, he, he really didn't impress me last year. He got that one win, but other than that, he really didn't do anything for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call the Daytona win a fluke. That's the only thing I'd push back on. I mean, I think he went out there and got that and, like, did like did what literally anybody worth their salt would do to win the Daytona 500. Oh, 100%. So. Well, and I'll call it a fluke until he shows me that he can consistently run on super speedways. That's fair. That's you know fair. I mean? if, if, until that, he's a fluky Super Speedway winner. Until that. That's fair. Well, he I guess he almost won that Daytona in August, too, but that was he was just one of the guys who made it through the – Yeah, no, the, the, that race has such an asterisk to it. I mean, yeah. Well, sp- speaking of that race, the next guy to bring up that neither of us had in, this was the guy I wanted to put him in and – I think he will probably like prove me wrong. I just ended up not having room for him and I didn't know who to take out is, is Austin Dillon. I think with having a teammate like Kyle Bush to get information from, I, I think he's going to be very strong this year and wouldn't be surprised at all if he rattles off a win and gets in and is right there on points. So, Yeah. I mean, again, another guy that I probably have right on my fringe, I, I could, easily see him winning a race we know he's wins just about one race a year um so yeah certainly bringing Kyle Busch over is going to elevate his game to another level and uh you got to think he's got to be hungry to go out and show pop pop what he can do um uh, in that three machine so yeah I mean that's the you're, you're making my case here bud for for less than two spots for uh on points just saying. Yeah. <laughs> the reason the reason I say two spots on points is just because, like, I think it'll be more like a normal year this year. And, like, we'll see a driver, I don't know who, but win, like, five or six races. Yeah, I can see that. You're right about that. Um, then I kind of already mentioned that, that, that I think the, the bigger teams are going to step it up and, and have have a more consistent year. Um, but, but then again, you never know, man. It's This, this car is – Literally all the same for everybody. Um, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for this year, man. After last year, this is a uh, we got a lot of good storylines. Uh, okay, like two two more like groups of drivers wanted to bring up, and then we can move along. But uh, first off, RFK Racing, Keselowski, Busher, both guys I considered left out. Same thing I said about Fords being strong. See that coming into play here, obviously. Brad Keselowski, I don't, I, I don't want to say it because I'll look like an idiot if he proves me wrong. But is is he washed? <laughs> like is the, like are you getting washed vibes from Brad? Because he just really did not. I mean, 
clearly was outrun by Busher last year, even when they started to hit on things. Like, that 17 was fast, and he went and won that race at Bristol. And I guess yeah, I, would, I wouldn't call it washed. Uh, I think it's more of a product of uh, uh, Busher taking to the car quicker than Keselowski. Keselowski obviously has a lot of tendencies. He's been racing the Cup Series a long time, so has a lot of old habits that I'm sure he was trying to unlearn. But, no, I think that team, uh, I, I think I could have put one of them into my playoffs had they shown me a little bit more out in uh, L.A. this a couple weeks ago. But uh, neither one made the show. Um, and and they did get better throughout the year. We know Busher picked up the win at Bristol. And if not, if it wasn't for Busher, it was going to be Keselowski. So, they, uh, they they definitely shown some speed and got better throughout last year, but from what they showed me in LA, they just haven't taken that step yet to to be a race winner yet before the playoffs. Maybe they get lucky in the playoffs, but uh, no, certainly exciting to watch. But no, I don't think Keselowski's washed. I think it's just a learning curve for him trying to learn this car. And yeah, all right. I think, I think he's just having fun driving race cars, even if he is. Not not as good. I mean, I I think he. Uh, I don't know how to word this. Uh, he might have got a lot too much pop as as a younger driver because he won a championship so early. If that makes sense, so people thought he was going to be better than he he is. If that makes sense, not to say, not to say that he's not good, but I mean, yeah, he's won like thirty something races and like so. Oh, yeah, yeah, either well, way, it's... yeah, but I mean, I I don't think he was ever a great, like great, great, great talent. So I mean, I don't know. It's tough to say. Wow, that that's that's a take there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. He's he's never really. I feel like been. I mean, he had a few good years. I feel like. I I'd have to look at the stats. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, been to the championship four, two or three times, like. Maybe maybe it's just uh, the what have you done for me lately syndrome kicking in here. Like, but but that's the thing, and one of the best super speedway racers of the generation. So with that said, like neither of us would be surprised if he just goes out and wins Daytona five hundred and locks it in and proves us both wrong. Yeah, no doubt. And then maybe. the last group of guys I wanted to bring up, so we can move along, is uh. Any consideration to either of the rookies, Ty Gibbs or uh, Noah Gregson? Uh, I thought about Gregson possibly. Um, again, with is. with Jones, I think that team will be strong. They saw, we saw how fast they were last year. I think Jimmy Johnson coming to bowl and board, I think elevates that team a little bit more. Um, and, and Gibbs as well. I mean, we we know how fast the Gibbs equipment is. We, they showed that um, out there at the Clash. Um, wouldn't surprise me if either one got a win somewhere along the way. Uh, tremendous yeah, talent! I, I, tremendous talent in both cars. I, I just think, and I mean, you saw it, but neither of them really ran well in the in the Cup car at all, and the the starts they got. So, I mean, my prediction is like there's a steep learning curve, and they both have pretty rough rookie seasons because they just even like in. 
they're like they both ran a solid number of races last year in the cup car and really did not show anything to make you think that that they'll be strong this year so that that was just my thought process on that even if they are in fast cars no i mean i said i wouldn't be surprised if the 42 picked up a win because of how how that team is has ran in and same with the 54 we just know the games is fast but I mean, it's hard hard to say. But yeah, I mean, I could see him struggling. Tremendous, a lot of a lot of big names we talked about going through the list here that they gotta gotta get through. Yeah, well, we I guess don't have to go like driver by drive more, but we get playoff picks, guys. We left out. I mean, now I'd say you want to give four drivers we think go to Phoenix, and then who's holding up the big trophy at the end? Uh, go first. All right. I got Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. All right. Give me. My chance. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you do yours. Let's do it that way. All right. Give me Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman. Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney. All right. And then I guess now's the time. Who Who's taking home the big trophy? Denny Hamlin. All right. I got Kyle Larson. All righty. I think Kyle Larson gets back on top this year. Probably should have had a chance to do it last year, if not for the mistake he made at the Roval. But that, that ended up taking him out, and he only missed it by a point. But we saw him go and dominate that race at Homestead. And so, yep, I think he'll make up for, you know, we, we, we saw some uncharacteristic mistakes from Larson last year. But I think he'll start to rein it in a little bit this year and figure some things out with the new car. And, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm riding with Kyle Larson. All right. Well, what you what you looking at going into the weekend? You you'll be well, boots on the ground, yeah. I will. I'm quite excited to get down there. Obviously, um, I mean you can't beat the Daytona 500. It it it, it it's like you've been a, a few times now, so you know it's just like it, it's it's truly a, a one of a kind event. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's a spectacle. Of all spectacles, I mean, uh, certainly if you're a race fan, it's a bucket list item. You got to go. Um, so yeah, you said you're trying to get down and go to the truck race. Uh, I guess you'll be there all all uh, three nights, three days. That that is the plan Stand as of at now. The flea market. Yep, we'll be we'll be camping at the flea market again. Me yep. and uh, me and Wes. You met him from. Uh, from Darlington, so me and him will be heading down there, camping for the camping for the whole weekend. So, good deal. Well, yeah, we'll uh, have a show next week to talk about all that. Then, uh, I guess uh, I, I don't really have anything else from the NASCAR side. Besides uh, picks, yeah, I guess we gotta give our five hundred picks. Um, go ahead, lead us off. All right. Well, trucks. On Friday night, first, so we can uh, do our get back to our little uh, 
round robin format that we're used to. So uh, I will go with in the truck Friday night Parker Kligerman in the seventy five takes it home. All right. Um. Shit. Give me Zane Smith. All right, back to back. Yep. Daytona's that would be for him. Yep. So. All right, and then you get to pick first for Xfinity. Oh shit. Um, give me Josh Berry. That's not a bad pick. Strong, definitely, uh, definitely could see that one coming. I feel um, like he he was good here uh, in August, maybe. No, because I didn't get to watch that race. I don't know. I feel like one of the speedways he was really fast. I felt like. But either way, I think it would be tough to beat the JRM boys. If all four of them can team up, it'll be tough to beat them. All right. I will go with Justin Haley. He's driving the 10 car. Um, we know he's won a bunch on super speedways. He's always strong. I will say he, he takes this one. All right. Sunday, big show. Oh, man. This is uh... – the toughest pick to make of the year. I mean, because you you want to nail the Daytona 500, obviously you want to seem smart, but it, it's tough to uh, it's tough to pick a winner here. I I mean, I said Eric Jones last week. I gave that out as a long shot bet. I won't pick him to be my race winner, but I think he will be very strong. Uh, but my pick, I think he's one of the guys at this point. You go to Super Speedways. Whatever you say about luck, there's a handful of guys who are always in contention when we go there, and those are the guys it's hard to pick against. And I think one of those guys will win his first Daytona 500. Don't do I'm it. Going with Chase. I'm going with Chase Elliott. All right. I like it. I'm you like said it. don't do it? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, go- I'm going with Chase Elliott. Who did you think I thought you were going to say? Oh, I know. Dude, Same you- guy David Reagan picked. Yeah, one of them. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm. I'm uh, I I shouldn't do it, but he gave two picks, and, and that's basically my two picks. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna lay the money on uh, on the twelve ball, but uh, yeah, the twelve and the eight, man. I think those two are are your uh, one of those two are, are gonna be your winners. But give me give me young Ryan Blaney. To win his first Daytona 500, he's been in contention now for it seems like almost every year since he's been in it. Um, we know he's a heck of a little speedway racer, so yeah, just if he can nail that last lap, uh, hopefully not get stuffed in the fence by his teammate or get hit by uh, the six car Ryan Newman. Um, yeah, hope we saw what. I was going to say, like, the last time we were at a super speedway, we saw him and I picked Chase Elliott duke it out for the win, and we saw Chase Elliott get that one by news. Yep, so this time it's, it's my guy. So, yeah, plus 1,200 uh, 
That's your winner, young Ryan Blaney. I believe Chase and Denny are also plus 1,200. I believe all three of those guys have the same odds, and they're the three favorites. Yeah. I don't know if you have that up at the moment. I'm pulling it up as you uh, say it. So, my uh, my book, the favorites are Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott all at 1,200. Got it. So, so yeah, we're both going with favorites. I, I wanted to do if, the if Eric Jones. If you want to call it plus 1,200 favorite. <laughs> I wanted to do the Eric Jones since I gave that one out last week, and I thought about going with that. It's like my straight-up pick, but I think he will be, like, very strong and in contention. But I went ahead and leaned towards Chase for this one. And Kyle Busch is at, at 1,400, so second favorite. But uh, You got yeah. any long shot picks you like that you're going to – um, let me look here. Yeah, mine, while you're looking, uh, mine has Blaney, Larson, Hamlin, Elliott, and Logano all at plus 1,100. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, I'm i going to go with the guy I'm always very high on uh, on these plate tracks. We know he's very crafty and savvy on these plate tracks. I almost forgot the win last year at Atlanta. Uh, Corey LaJoy plus 10. Uh, ten thousand. So yeah, if uh, if you want a long shot, go with Corey the Joy. Um, I think Corey the Joy even top five at uh plus twelve hundred right now is pretty good play. I think the guy who won this race a couple years ago and is always in contention. I got Michael McDowell sitting at plus twenty eight hundred. That is crazy value for a guy who is always in contention at these places. I figured he would be lower than that by now, but I guess the books still don't believe in him when we come to Daytona and Talladega, despite the fact he just, he What'd always you say finds that? it. Michael McDowell, plus 2,800. Yeah, I got him at plus 3,500. Wow. To win. I, that, yeah, like, he should be lower than that. that. Plus 450 for top five, which is honestly not a bad play either. I mean, I got him like plus 1,000 or whatever it was for a top three at Dega. <laughs> I, I'm just looking up at the pylon, and I saw that 34 pop up third, and I I had all-time pop. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, yeah. well, I think that wraps it up for stock car side of things. We can get into uh, some World Outlaw racing from the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I'm – I don't personally have too much to add. I mean, I was able to watch the first show on Friday, so I saw that. But, yeah, kind of just a uh, follow the leader, I guess. But. Yeah, I I was able to watch uh, yeah the, the track Friday afternoon. I, I was able to watch that, which was really postponed from Thursday night. Um yeah, that that was definitely much follow the leader. Um, the final fifteen laps were pretty pretty snoozy. Um, the track just wasn't very running yet; it was very heavy still. Um, and then I was not able to stay up for the late night show Friday night after the rains came in. Um, I, I I fell asleep, and uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty much the David Gravel show um, sweeping the weekend at Volusia. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have much else from that. David Gravel obviously leaded the points. 
Um, so my pick is looking strong out the gates. <laughs> um, and then we also have had um, the All-Star Circuit of Champions were at East Bay last night. Um, if I can pull up those results, or maybe if you have them handy, uh, I can pull them up. If not, yeah, I don't have them handy, but I can get them. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they were at East Bay last night. Six grand to win. We had Tyler Courtney picking up the win. Justin Peck finishing second. Buddy Kofoit finishing third. Uh, Anthony Macri finishing fourth. Dylan Westbrook finishing fifth. And Anthony Macri was also your hard charger up nine spots. Um, so, yeah, they are also racing tonight. Um, at least they should be. Uh, I don't have flow pulled up. I don't know if they are racing. But, yeah, go check them out. Obviously, it's going to be late. Too late to hear this. But uh, what else is this? Do uh, the outlaws in action this weekend? I don't think they are, right? It's just NASCAR no. this weekend. No outlaws this weekend. I don't believe so. Okay. I'll double check on that, but I'm quite – Positive. Yeah, no. No outlaws this weekend. All right, yeah. So, kind of a weird weekend. We're not really in the swing of things yet. I know you were out of town and basketball games and such. Um, I was Sky watching, bar, baby. Yeah. I was watching a lot of racing. Um, I said I tried to stay up for the uh, for the outlaws Friday night. Couldn't make it. Um, and then Saturday, uh, they – they didn't race. I can't remember what what it was. Uh, they they started the program and got like, uh, I believe they were on like the B main. Yeah, they, they ended up calling it official. Yeah, so. Which, by the way, they are going to race a third feature because the Outlaws are next in action the first weekend of March, or Sunday and Monday in Volusia, and that Sunday they're going to have a double header. And that's going to be the big sixteen thousand to win blow off from Dirt Car Nationals, and they're going to use the the lineup that was set. Oh, sweet! So they are Saturday. going to make that up. Yes. Nice. That's cool. So, see, hopefully, Volusia back to back is a good thing. Which that's Bike Week. That like we were talking about last week. Why are they doing it that way? And I texted you after we got off the pod. It makes sense now that it's bike week down there. Yeah, bike week. You got the uh, Supercross boys in town. Um, so, yeah, not a bad time to be down there. Get some get some eyeballs that you normally wouldn't. And, and I said last week, the weather situation. It's, it's tough to find some good weather until really about April, which is when the uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions really get kicked off again. Yeah, no doubt. Um so yeah, we'll yeah, be a few maybe. few weeks without some sprint car talk. Um, but yeah, maybe we can get Putty on in a few weeks and and uh, before uh, some local racing gets kicked off, and we'll, we'll really sit down and talk sprint cars. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you got uh, anything else to add? I think we covered a lot of ground here. So yeah, I don't even know how long we've been going. Shit, about an hour now. All stars featured just went green, by the way. All right. Well, we won't spoil anything. In fact, maybe you can go watch it. Somebody go watch it. Um, yeah. All right, my dude. Well, have fun at Daytona. Get the social going. Give the people what they want. Some good content. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll reconvene next week. We will. We'll have a, a lot to talk about and hopefully another instant. I mean, 
really the Daytona 500 delivers. It's always year. an instant classic. <laughs> like I was gonna say, hopefully. Oh, oh, but... before, before we go, are you uh, you gonna watch your movie on Saturday? I will. How are you gonna um, do that? On my phone. You got it downloaded. Uh, you will make sure you I'll find know. a way. Yeah, I will find a way. The tradition does not get broken. So. All right, that is the watching uh, Days of Thunder, ladies and gentlemen. Night before the daytime. You, you can join I've us and join it. Doing it. It's like the night before Christmas to us. So, yep. I've done it every year for uh, probably over ten years. It's just like I'm on, the, I'm on the, the train for about three years now. So, yeah, I'm on it. All right. Oh yeah. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Later.